0: Do you know what a police officer does on a day-to-day basis? It's not something Chicago's police department grants public access to. That has led to a gap in empathy for cops. And it's an issue the next mayor of Chicago will have to tackle since crime and policing have been top of mind for many residents. WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith looked into the issue for his latest story, and he joins us now. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Esther. Patrick, why is there such a disconnect uh, between Chicago's police department and the public?
1: Yeah, you know, I think there are are multiple reasons. I think activists would say the reason is because there's a history of abuse by police officers. I I think police officers and their supporters would say it's because they have a hard job to do and sometimes it means they have negative interactions with the public. They might also honestly blame the media for, I think a lot of officers would blame the media for the disconnect. But I do think one big cause of it is that there's a real lack of understanding, as you were just saying, uh, about what police officers do every day, the challenges they face, what, they, what their jobs are like. And I think that that is exacerbated by the fact that there is really limited access. Uh, reporters are given really limited access to officers, especially officers just sort of doing their day-to-day work mm. so that the public can be better informed about what that day-to-day work looks like.
0: Well, so talk about the CPD's public relations strategy up till now. I mean, how have you seen it impact the perception, public perception of the department?
1: Yes. So so I think um, the practice and I'm not going to say it's like an out and out policy, but the practice is more or less to stick to press releases Mm -hmm. and press conferences as the way to uh, interact with the media and therefore interact with the public. And what that means is that the public is mostly just hearing from like. You know, highly politicized figures like the police superintendent, you know, mm. somebody who's who's definitely got talking points and sticking to an agenda or they're hearing from like the president of the police union who right mm. now is John Katanzara, a very controversial, uh, you know, right wing figure. And it, so it sets up this place where you're not really cutting through to like the day to day challenges. You're on this sort of high politicized level that, mm. that I think hurts hurts the public.
0: Well, do most police departments work this way? Uh, why? Why is this how Chicago's police department chooses to communicate with the public?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I could be strong enough to say most, but I know that there are many other departments that allow greater access. Where doing something like shadowing a detective or shadowing an officer or going on a ride along is just not that difficult of an ask. You know, I talked to Charlie Beck, who used to be the chief in Los Angeles. Uh, he talked about they had the manual said, yeah, if you're a police officer and you know the information that's being asked, you're allowed to answer it if mm-hmm. you want to. In Chicago, that is not how it's set up. Uh, and I don't want to say that there's never any access to officers, but it, it's set up to largely limit those interactions. And the reasons why, I mean, I I, I think, you know, having talked to people, there are legal and safety concerns that, that, that make it difficult sometimes to give at- reporters the access they want. Uh, but I also think there's just fear about you know somebody might say the wrong thing mm-hmm. somebody might make a scandalous remark or it might come off wrong and it's better if we just keep things controlled
0: why why is it important then for a community and their police department to have open communication and understanding and empathy for one another
1: well because one police and residents interact every day police serve the public yeah. i mean we spend 2 billion dollars a year here in chicago on our police department, roughly, uh, rough, mm-hmm. roughly $2 billion a year on our police department. It makes sense that we as a public have a vested interest in sort of knowing exactly what that looks like, not just getting, you know, stats or really high level stuff, but getting in on the nitty gritty. And also mm-hmm. we've seen a movement over the last, you know, 10 years at least of more citizen engagement, more citizen engagement with police, more police accountability, more sort of the idea that police need to be governed by the public and if you're going to have more residents weighing in on police policy and police behavior, you need those residents to understand what they're what they're talking about.
0: This is reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang, and for Sasha and Simons, we're talking with WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith about his latest story highlighting a gap in empathy between police and the community. Patrick, you spoke with Anthony Driver. He's the president of Chicago's new Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. Uh, about his attempts to get to know what a CPD officer's day looks like. How did that go for him?
1: Yeah, so he, uh, you know, he's somebody who's been like thinking about and working on policing issues for years mm. and but he had never done a ride along until recently. He 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 asked to do a ride along and, and he said, despite having thought about this for years, it's something he cares about mm. a lot. He's a very knowledgeable person. He said it was really eye opening for him to go on a ride along with officers and see you know he said like how many mental health related calls they deal with how much paperwork they have to do uh the the dangers that they face on a daily basis just like not mortal dangers but but physical sure. danger that they're right. facing that we that nobody ever hears about and so talking to him it was really interesting because he's like I think about this and this is really important to me but this completely changed my perspective on on what police do and what their day to day jobs are not every resident is going to get to have that experience yeah. but the whole purpose of the press is to 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 bring that message bring bring that sort of experience to to the public
0: what kind of what kinds of dangers did he talk about
1: he talked about like he, he said one the one of the officers he shadowed like like they encountered somebody who they encountered like all the time because mm-hmm. they work a beat and that the officer like knew that this person was going to swing on them at wow. some point in their in their interaction, knew that at some point the person was going to try to make that interaction violent. Uh, that again is not a mortal danger. It's something this officer expected and knew how to handle. But it's not something that you think about. Like, yeah, police just yeah you know, they know if if a police officer knows his or her beat knows their beat, mm-hmm. they're going to know the people who might be a threat to them.
0: Now, Patrick, you wanted to shadow a <laughs> CPD officer for the fifth season of WBEZ's Motive podcast. Uh, which you hosted and produced about the work of anti-violence workers. Tell us what happened there.
1: Yeah, so so I spent uh, like months um, with these anti-violence workers. Honestly, the mm-hmm. project started like more than a year ago. Uh, a- and we ended up producing this series, this season of of Motive, that shows their lives and the work they do, sort of the the good and the bad. Yeah. It shows them having a real impact. It also shows the struggles that they go through and, and some of the difficulties and the times when they can have an impact. And I... Well, I was doing that reporting, reached out to CPD repeatedly, hey, I'd love mm. to shadow officers who work in this West Side area that I'm covering or detectives who are trying to solve some of the shootings and murders that are coming up in this and uh, was – it didn't go anywhere. Mm. Those requests never went anywhere. And I think that's a real lost opportunity for the police department, for police officers and for the public because – Yes, I bet some stuff would have come up if I had gotten a shadow them that wouldn't have looked great for the department. But I also think people would have come away with a much better understanding of what it's really like to be a police officer in Chicago.
0: Well, I wonder what your thoughts are on this. I mean, what role do we, the media, play when it comes to this disconnect between the public and, and the police that we're talking about here?
1: Well, yeah, I, I really hope nobody takes this article as an excuse. Mm. It's not – I hope it doesn't come off as me being like, hey – or us reporters being like, hey, listen, we can't do our jobs effectively, mm-hmm. so don't blame us if you're, if you're getting the wrong impression or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think in everything, we as reporters have a responsibility to be as accurate and fair as we possibly can, to be as nuanced as we possibly can, to get as deep as we possibly can. So I'm going to keep trying to do that. I'm just saying, hey, why doesn't the police department make this easier for everybody?
0: That makes sense. You know, earlier this month, the sister of deceased police officer Thomas Wortham called on journalists covering uh, the visitation of another slain police officer to, quote, report accurately about what police do, end quote. What do journalists like yourself uh, need in order to do that?
1: Yeah, that was a sentiment that I heard a lot. I was outside the visitation for Officer Andres Vasquez Lasso, who, who was murdered in the line of duty. And I heard from a lot of people that that We as a media had a responsibility to make sure people really understood Mm -hmm. what officers were facing every day and this feeling that there was like we're talking about a real gap in understanding. And and I would say, again, need is strong. Like we can do our best to do that with the tools we have now. But I do think the police department, the Chicago Police Department could make it easier so that people really understood that exact point by allowing more access to officers Mm -hmm. as they're doing their day to day work.
0: Well, we are less than a week away from uh, the mayoral runoff. You know, as we know, crime and policing are top of mind for uh, many Chicago voters headed to the polls. What do we know about how the two runoff candidates plan on uh, approaching public access to police? Yes.
1: Yeah, so. So um, the candidates have we asked both of them to, to weigh in on this ar- mm-hmm. article. Um, Paul Vallis, he did not respond to requests mm-hmm. for an interview Uh, Didn't respond to a written question. Brandon Johnson, the other candidate in the runoff, he said he believes in in transparency and opening up more access to the government, but he didn't make any firm commitments to to change the sort of practice at CPD.
0: Patrick Smith uh, is a criminal justice reporter for WBEZ. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Esther.